Hello and welcome to the Urban Health Podcast, keeping busy people healthy. I'm Stephanie Webster. I'm a nutritional therapist based in Harley Street, London, specializing in extreme fat loss for busy executives and entrepreneurs. I love to find slick solutions to health problems. To help me with that mission today, we have the honor of having Dr. Ricky Gondia on the show. Dr. Gondia practices at the Montague Clinic, and being a GP, he can look after all your ailments, but has taken a special interest in men's health, sexual health, and impotence. He delivers excellent care in the City of London. Dr. Ricky's great communication skills have earned him a place as a media medic. He has a number of radio and television appearances under his belt, including BBC News, Radio 5 Live, and the City Hospital. He also hosted One Click Clinic, the online health channel featured on YouTube. Ricky, thank you so much for coming on to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. So tell us what inspired you to become a doctor and why did you choose to open an awesome YouTube channel? Do you know what? It's, it's actually quite a cheesy answer. I just love people. I love finding out how people tick, spending time with them. Everyone's a, a complete individual and I just love really connecting with someone and finding out you know, how how I can make them achieve their full potential. Health is such a fundamental thing, particularly with your uh, clientele of busy executives. Um, you know, it's easy to sometimes ignore your health, which is like such a fundamental kind of building block of uh, that allows you to do everything else. And I just love being able to connect with people, making sure they're in good nick, that they've got that they're healthy and able to do all the things uh, that they want. Uh, in terms of the clinic, I just think the one click clinic uh, that we've got online, it's just that kind of online presence, that ability to get out to a lot of people in, in one go. I just think it's really powerful to be able to, to really send kind of health promotion messages uh, to, to patients uh, on, uh, on online videos. Yes, that's amazing. And, and I love your channel. I think it's so entertaining and educational all at the same time and very informative and succinct. And I love that. Oh, thank you. What piqued your interest in men's health specifically and sexual health and impotence? Well, I guess sexual health is sometimes kind of consider it people a bit, a bit taboo that you can't really talk about it. But I just love how uh, in my role we can just normalise things, make you know, make sure people we we understand that you know sex is fun. We want people to be safe. We want people to be healthy. Uh, and so just in terms of, you know, being able to put someone at ease in that situation where they're not sure about a symptom or what their risks are, you know, we're really not judgmental. We just connect with people, we're really approachable. And it's just uh, an area which is really lovely to be able to sit with someone and who might be a bit anxious, a bit kind of embarrassed, and for them to leave the room feeling kind of super happy that they've had all their issues addressed and that, that it's not kind of taboo we can, and, and they've been helped is just a really kind of special place for us to, a really nice thing for us to be able to do for people. That's really good. We also like having a non-judgmental, caring environment for people to share their problems and, and challenges. And we like to help them overcome it without fear of shame or guilt or judgment. And that's uh, something that I think we both share. Absolutely. I mean, people don't realise, you know, well, people do realise, but we, we see so much, the, the broad spectrum of stuff. And, and actually, it is, we're just completely non-judgmental. It's just, that's just, you know, it'd be surprised if you kind of knew the things that we... Uh, people let us into and it's just for us it's normal it doesn't it doesn't you know we're just not judgmental at all you've seen it all basically absolutely absolutely <laughs> i think if it wasn't taboo it wouldn't be so much fun and it's nice that you have this attitude that sex is for fun and you know we can we we, we can have that approach and uh, i think people forget yeah. that life and it should be it should be something that everyone enjoys and it's not much fun if you are impotent and what causes impotence so impotence can be caused 
from more physical reasons uh, and also psychological reasons as well. So on the physical side, um, the main actual cause of impotence is uh, actually the ability to get a hard erection. And that's if your arteries are getting furred up. The same process by which your arteries get furred up in your heart and in your neck, which cause heart attacks and strokes. The earliest sign of arteries getting furred up, or one of the earliest signs, is when the arteries in the, in the penis get furred up. Uh, and so if you think about it, if the blood can't get get there, uh, you can't get a hard erection. And so actually doctors, when a, when a, when a gentleman comes in with uh, a difficulty getting an erection and we think it's due to arteries being furred up, actually that's a warning sign to us to actually take a look at their heart and take a look at other areas which could be having the same process. So that's the main structural reason. There are also some more kind of physical reasons. If people are low on testosterone, which is a blood test that we can we can organise to make sure people don't have, uh, uh, patients don't have a low testosterone reason, that's the one reason why it may be difficult to get an erection. And also uh, drug use. So uh, some particular uh, certain types of recreational drug can cause difficulties in getting an erection. And that's more the physical side. In terms of the psychological side, you know, we, we deal with really busy professionals in the city, stress, anxiety, depression, um, porn-induced erectile dysfunction. These are all kind of more psychological um, uh, causes of uh, having a difficulty getting erection. So what we would do is sit down with someone, really unpick as to, to why uh, they may be uh, having difficulty getting an erection uh, and uh, and then deal with the, whatever the cause is. Society judges men who suffer of impotence and even mock the condition, which I find very cruel. How do you make them feel comfortable sharing the truth with you? You're very personable, so I can imagine they feel very comfortable immediately. But I can imagine a lot of other men who are, might be listening to this suffer in silence and order crazy pills off the internet to solve it in secret. And that's very dangerous. Have you found that? Absolutely. You've got to be really careful what you buy online. I mean, there are lots of avenues of getting, of accessing medication online, but uh, there are, there's lots of dodgy ones as well. So you've just got to be really careful in terms of where you're looking and what you're getting and make sure it's a kind of reputable uh, source if you are going to go down that line. But in terms of how we kind of deal with uh, um, people and, and this kind of bit about people feeling mocked about the condition, we're just really approachable and open and just friendly. And we just want people to be super comfortable when they come and see us. Uh, and and again, it's all about kind of normalizing this. That this is just, this is a condition, just like diabetes is a condition to us. This is like a normal, this is just another health issue that we deal with. And yes, it's about sex and it's about impotence and it's about sexual health. But uh, the more we normalize that and the more... You yeah, we're open about it on our website. We have a specific page for sexual health. We want people to be prepared before they get here that we're, you know, that it's all very open and honest and it's just, uh, we're not judging and we're not shocked. We see lots of stuff, as we said earlier, and uh, all our questions are just routine questions which we answer, ask most people the same things. Uh, and we just really want to be able to normalize it, be really friendly. And, uh, and I think just through our open approach is how people uh, really connect with us. And that's what we like to do. That's amazing. I think that's something that uh, romantic partners should also um, adopt when they're dealing with somebody uh, when they're dealing with somebody who has who has impotence. Have you found that uh, romantic partners have been uh, coming to you to to ask for guidance of how they can be more compassionate and more empathetic for their partners who are going through imp an impotence phase in their life? Absolutely. So we do get uh, partners of people who have uh, erectile problems coming to us. And actually, the number one thing to say here is that they, what my experience is, is that, that they feel it's their fault. Like, the, they're not attractive, um, that either that the the person with the erectile problems is having an affair or whatever it might be. They, they always, if, 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 
if you're not open with your partner and there's an open dialogue of supporting each other, um, my experience is that people kind of, the, the, the partner jumps to conclusions in terms of, uh, you know, it's, is it, has it got something to do with them? Is it because they don't find them attractive anymore? You know, is my partner having an affair? And so I think the, the, the main advice here would be to be open with your partner not secretive in, in any way. Uh, if it, if you if psychosexual counselling was was one of the options of why how things might improve matters, then to go together. Uh, and I think in my experience, most partners, if you're open and honest with them, uh, uh, offer help and support. Um, so I think the the key here is to be if you're having difficulties with erections, don't be secretive about it. Uh, try and have some open dialogue with your partner. Otherwise, you'll find that sometimes the kind of anxiety spiral can just go out of control, and and it just all ends up a, little, uh, a lot worse. And uh, I think society has a lot of uh, role to play in this, with uh, Instagram showing images of how men should look like, and the porn industry showing images of how men should perform, what size they should be. And and you mentioned earlier porn-induced erectile dysfunction. What about internet porn and that the effect that it has on the psychological um, component of, of impotence? Great question. So uh, the obviously porn is just super available you just you know it's it's at your fingertips now uh, and um, you know most men look at internet porn uh, to a degree because and so, women because actually so i'll have you know and women pardon? thank you uh, absolutely right. yeah this is a whole other podcast but yeah <laughs> <laughs> no absolutely everyone does and but the i think the dangers of it to a degree are that there is so accessible that your idea of normality can sometimes shift because often it, uh, we've seen patients who are looking at more and more extreme stuff, and to them, um, normality that the, their kind of barometer of normality changes. So actually, a norm, an inverted commas, normal sexual relationship just maybe just doesn't cut it for them anymore because they're so, so used to seeing, you know, crazier stuff online, basically. Um, and we're also we're dealing with a, a, a cohort of people who have a culture of success and an ability to perform, uh, you know, maybe from when they were younger, going to school, going to university, in their job, they're successful, they're, they're you know, they're wealthy. So actually failure in one department of their life is actually often more difficult to deal with, um, you know, when it's, say, failure with uh, erections or sexual performance or whatever it may be. You know, with internet porn, it's, you know, it's healthy to it's healthy to have a flutter on the Grand National, but you don't want to be in William Hill every day. And so, you know, you got to. It's, it's about uh, moderate use of, uh, of 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 online pornography and just uh, care that you're not maybe slipping into a kind of spiral of just not realistic stuff. Because as it gets more extreme, you can find yourself in uh, in a bit of a hole where. You think that, um, that that normality just doesn't really that, that general normality doesn't exist for you anymore, and so um, yeah, I think this is a really important area, and it's just about moderate, healthy use of internet porn. I think. Okay, and how often do you recommend, doctor? Like twice a week? I'm, I just I, I like how you're prescribing internet porn like it's an enema or something. <laughs> I don't think there's a. Uh, uh, I mean, I say hard and fast. Probably not. Probably not. But uh, I'm not sure. That, I, I don't. Uh, there's. I don't think there's a rule for this. But no. I, I think if you're. Um, I'm I, joking. I think I'm joking. No, when it's getting too much. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just to be just to be uh, mindful that 
uh, if it is getting too much, that it can that it can cause uh, a bit of a problem. I like to encourage my gentlemen to feel good about themselves, love their body, love themselves, and be compassionate with with yourself. Which is uh, when you come from a high achieving background, usually being hard on yourself is is your go to mindset, and that's not good enough, and I must perform better. But actually, just understanding where you are. And and give what give what you can and be the best version of yourself. So, let's talk through some what healthy lifestyle habits should men do to be the very best version of themselves, according to you. So, it comes to kind of basic doctor stuff of like we want people to be you know regularly exercising, ideally half an hour at least five times a week of getting out of breath that really kind of pumps the blood around the system and just kind of prevents arteries from getting uh, clogged up uh, there's a lot of new evidence coming out about the, the use of carbohydrates well how, how we should maybe be cutting down the amount of carbohydrates we should be uh, consuming um, and obviously kind of general lifestyle advice like cutting down smoking anything that's going to uh, cause long-term damage to, to the arteries in the body uh, we like to uh, uh, reduce and, and just keeping a, a healthy weight um, and then there's also psychological stuff. So, you know, it's easy to kind of, you know, we always go to the kind of physical stuff, but, you know, we want you to, you know, maybe some mindfulness to keep you, keep people in the right frame of mind, uh, taking time out to, to treat yourself, uh, you know, maybe do some sport and, you know, you've got, everyone's got really busy lives. So it's, it's, time, it, it's often important to remember to take some time out for yourself. And also, you know, we talk, we've been talking about uh, sexual health and impotence and relationship kind of stuff and actually doing something with your partner I think is really important too, you know, so maybe uh, just, you know, penciling in some time to really connect and do stuff with your partner uh, and that will help on the sexual front, uh, sexual health kind of uh, side of life as well. So these are the kind of areas which we would encourage people to uh, make sure they're addressing in their lives. I agree and I feel that the more connected we are on social media, the more disconnected we are in personal relationships, which is nothing new that we we've been discussing that for some time we believe that one of the healthiest habits people can adopt is cutting out processed food altogether and i i I see pornography as processed food for the mind if if you like and and yeah yeah so that's why um yeah it's just i'm all about reconnecting with yourself and your truth and your body and just being more intuitive with your cravings and your needs and um your your body doesn't need uh, all that junk. In fact, it it really harms it altogether. So um, there is an argument for moderation, but I don't really see the point in having wine at all. For example, I just I don't understand why we need to have wine. That's a mindset thing. That's that's probably the soul crying out for a release, rather than mm. nutritionally speaking, we don't need to consume alcohol or smoke or uh, all of these things that actually toxify the body. Uh, so let's. I agree. I mean. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I, I'm I'm a I'm a fan of of moderation. I mean, I just uh, you know, I think uh, many things are okay in life if you can if you're controlling and watching uh, the amount and that you're doing things within healthy limits. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, 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 that, that's that's well, that would be my stance on 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 that. And I love your stance. So let's talk through a case oh, study. Thank you. <laughs> let's talk through a case study where you had a patient with a problem and they tried everything and they came to you and they're, now they're finally better. Yeah, so we've. Uh, go, I mean, going by the, the the kind of the topics that we've been talking about, we had. Uh, I've had a chap recently who who came in whose partner, uh, female partner, she had a, a really uh, high sex drive, and he just didn't. He didn't. In and actually, when when he was having sex, he would come too quickly, and that was becoming an issue in the relationship. 
Um, and then he was getting anxious about that. And it was all kind of just just a bit of a vicious circle. It was spiraling out of control because he wasn't wanting to have sex because he knew he wasn't going to be able to perform. And that would make her more frustrated. Uh, and it was just causing issues in the relationship. So we we had a chat and we, we kind of got to the, the, the bottom of the problem. And he, he kind of felt, you know, he was concerned about his level of libido. And it was really important to him to get some blood tests done. I didn't think it was going to be a kind of blood issue. And I said, I don't think you're going to need these blood tests. But he just wanted to, to, to get them done. And they were all fine, which is good. And he was kind of reassured by that. And then so we said, well, do you want to, we can give you something. Do you want to try something which is going to maybe make, maybe make you last a bit longer and see if we can kind of cut down the anxiety and, and improve your sex life? And and so we did. He was a little bit apprehensive about taking a medication for it. And we do have some medication which uh, actually by, through a side effect of the medication, it actually uh, uh, allows men to last a little bit longer uh, if they have a tendency to come quickly. And... Uh, he, he emailed me back and just said he's had an amazing response to it. It's really helped kind of his sex life with his partner, their relationship. And it's just lovely to be able to to see that you've kind of made a difference in an area where so many, many people just wouldn't go to seek help in the first place. Um, yeah, so that was, uh, it's just a, just a little case we did recently. Um, and uh, no, it just makes me, makes me feel good that we can we can help on that level. I have to say, I really admire your candid approach to, to communication. And I think by being so bold, you're giving other people permission to come to you and really let their guard down and tell you what's going on. And I think that's that's what makes you an amazing doctor. Oh, thank you. I'm it's... not going to get my head through the door off of this. <laughs> well, I'm sure you've got a medication for that too. Um, so, <laughs> um, if somebody listening would like to make an appointment to discuss options with you, where are you based? What do you offer? And what are your contact details? So we're called uh, the Montague Clinic. We're a private GP service. Uh, we're situated just near Cannon Street and bank stations in the city. Um, and it's really easy to book an appointment. Just go to uh, montagueclinic.com. Uh, there's a book appointment button at the top. We only charge £50 for an appointment. And uh, it's uh, there's no need to sign up. You just click an appointment time that suits you. Uh, and uh, stick in your name and you get a confirmation email and it tells you what to do. Um, so, yeah, uh, check us out online and, and come and see us. Thank you for doing your great work. And thank you so much for coming on to the show. No worries. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Dr. Ricky Gondia, for investing your time and helping the Urban Health Podcast, keeping busy people healthy.